Good evening, Demon fans, and welcome back uh, to the Demonland podcast. My name is Andy, and uh, well, I think it's about the third time that I've called this, but yep, I think the season's over. I think we're done. Yes, in fact, we are done. Um, I'm still up in Queensland after a failed raid to Brisbane. Um, I'm joined once again by my co-host, Grape Viney. Good evening, Grape Viney. Did the match look any better on the television? Uh, no, unfortunately, Andy. Um, uh, it was it was every bit as bad as you probably saw uh, in person. And I was just going through my notes that I made for tonight's show, and after taking out all the F and C words, um, all I'm left with actually is G'day Andy. So um, that's the entirety of my contribution for tonight's show, actually. Um, I'm hoping that uh, having been at the ground, you can carry the rest of the... Uh, the rest of the podcast. Well, that's all we have time for tonight. <laughs> we'll join you in, uh, in 2020, I think. Uh, I think that's what's going to take. Uh, I apologise in advance um, uh, for a few things, if there's any uh, nev- negativity um, coming from us. Uh, I think uh, we can be forgiven for that. Also, if the sound quality... Uh, of this uh, podcast isn't up to the standards that we're that we're used to it's because i am still away i'm using pretty poor equipment to get you uh this podcast so uh, i hope uh, our, our loyal listeners can forgive can forgive us um all right i've got some notes as well um i haven't um taken out any of the swear words so uh here we go um i think uh, the clearances, I think, is is probably the best place to start. Um, it didn't help uh, that Maxi got injured, but I think even before that, we were just getting smashed in the middle. Not just the centre clearances, which I think, I think we only got three centre clearances for the match. Uh, I, I'm I'm having a look now. Oh no, six for the match. It was twenty to six centre clearances. That's mm. that's just woeful. Um, Look, when you look at where Brisbane were last year and where we were last year and then have a look at uh, what happened in this match, it's almost unthinkable that that can happen, how far we've fallen. And um, I guess shows the development that they've... the the fast-track development of of their team. Um, Yeah, the Lions are going well and they are a good team, but you're right, we got... uh uh, we've got our backsides handed to us in the middle. We got smashed in contested ball. I think we lost by 27 or 28. Um, I mean, and uh, that was a number like that was unthinkable last year. Um, I think we hardly lost contested ball last year. So, um, as you say, the difference between uh, between 2018 and this season is uh, is stark. Very stark. I, I think we haven't lost contested clearance as much this year either, and it just shows, um, wh- you know, what's sort of happened to us and where we're falling down in areas such as disposal and, uh, you know, kicking efficiency, disposal efficiency, all of that. It's just, it's gone away. Um, our disposal, some of the look-away handballs, and uh, Gus was probably the worst of it. He, a few times he just handballed over his head. To nobody or to a Brisbane player, it's uh, what's happened to some of these guys. Uh, <laughs> that's the six million dollar question. Look, I, I think it's partly answered by something we're going to discuss later, and uh, we've touched on a few times in the show, and that's injuries in pre season. So, 
I think things like that can have an effect um, uh, on disposal and skill level um, and certainly the capacity to play out the game. So, uh, look, you know, we're seeing we're seeing uh, terrible disposal from players who have been decent ball users in the past. So um, the skill is there somewhere. Um, how we can tap back into it um, and find it again is, uh, is is perhaps a bit more difficult. I mean, we can't kick, we can't handball, we'll hit a target. Uh, sometimes we no. handball to a guy who, you know, we've got a guy who's in the clear and then he'll handball it, you know, with this whole chaos ball, handball to a player who's got three guys on him. It's just ludicrous. The, the, you know, we, pl- yeah. we, we take a mark and play on. We don't wait that few seconds just to even see if there's someone in a better position. We just give it off straight away and it's sometimes they're not in a better position. Yeah, well, it's been noted in the post-match thread and elsewhere that the tempo that we seem to have the week before disappeared this week and it was back to full chaos ball. And certainly there were plenty of those kamikaze handball chains that ended in grief. Um, As you say, missed targets, drop marks, the full gamut of disastrous disposal was on display at the weekend as it's been for much of the year, unfortunately. Um. There were a few times as well where we would mark it within kicking distance of goal and they would give it off. Um, And, all right, if you're going to do that, then you've got to hit the target. And the three or four times that that happened, they don't hit the targets. And it's very, very frustrating as a supporter who, when a player marks it and they're well within kicking distance, and Tim Smith did it one time, and we know he can kick 40, 50 metres, and they they give it off. It's, it's, It's... it's very, very frustrating. Um, I'm not a fan of the um, the chaos game. Do, do, do you think that's going to change, or do you think Goody is sticking with, or he's stuck with it all year? Doesn't seem to want to change it. Does it need to be changed? Do we need this? Well, I, think, I mean, you're always refining your game style, and I don't believe in this sort of black and white. We've only got one. You know, we've only got one game style and, and that's it, theory. And I think, you know, there's a lot to be said for um, for continuing with what got us to, through to a preliminary final last year um, uh, and not throwing the baby out with the bathwater just because the start of the season um, uh, it hasn't gone according to plan. And, you know, if we're... If we've uh, turfed this season already and we're looking ahead to 2020 then uh, and a full list, then why wouldn't we be playing the same game plan that we played last year that brought us so much success? Yes, uh, um, there are uh, flaws in it and it needs to be refined and perfected and better executed, but if the guts of it um, is there already, then you just need to build on it rather than throw it out completely um what i'm very concerned about and we've already touched on uh, on it is is how many uh, how many players we have on our list that are terrible kicks i think it's a huge issue for us and it it doesn't really have a clear fix because you i don't think you can fix that type of thing i think you're either a good kicker or you're not and we've got too many that aren't good kicks 
Well, we've certainly got too many that aren't kicking well at the moment. Um, I think that, uh, as I say, with injury and perhaps loss of confidence as well um, is probably affecting some players. But, look, you know, you have a guy like Christian Salem who's, you know, just clean as a clean as a whistle. So, um, yeah, you can never have... Yeah, you can never have too much skill, can you? He was—he wasn't one of the people I was talking about. Most of those no. guys who were terrible <laughs> oh, kicks no. are actually—it's a huge problem because uh, most of them are our starting midfield, um, and <laughs> that's not good. But look, so someone like Clayton Oliver, um, who, his kicking hasn't been great this year, but I think it's better than than what we've seen. Um, and I know we've discussed Clary before. Um, uh, and the fact that his, his disposal is probably not up to the same standard that, that it was last year. He didn't kick a lot this year. He's kicking a bit more this year. But I think generally his kicking is better than, than what we're seeing at the moment. And I think that might be true of one or two other players too. Uh, George on the outer in the chat room uh, says, is there something wrong with James Harms uh, that, uh, well, that I may have noticed live? Uh, he was taken to the cleaners by Fife last week and uh, by Zorko and Neil uh, this week. Um, uh, 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 yeah, he has lost those contests, but uh, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're possibly, and it could go back to to the whole pre you know short preseason that some of these guys had. But he has been well beaten in those games. But I think it's a it's a problem with most of our team. They're out of form. And look, to be fair to James Harms, um, they are good players. Um, Fife and Zorko and Neil yeah. um, all go all right. So, um, look, we he you know he took on some of the competitions, better players uh, towards the end of last year and beat them. He's lost these two. Um, yeah, yeah. You're not going to win them all, um, but yeah, no. you, you know he's in there to but, do a job. So, look, he's struggling along with the rest of the, the midfield as a whole is struggling. Um, you know, despite the odd performance here and there um we're getting beaten uh delivery into the forward line once again was putrid uh there were so many just high balls in multiple guys multiple multiple players flying for a contest uh, no one on the deck you know we, we don't have any exciting small small forwards and there's absolutely no pressure uh, to keep the ball in once the ball hits the deck uh, someone on demon land today actually uh, documented how many tackles from our forwards: uh, zero to Wiedemann, zero to Petrarca, one to T Mac, one to Hunt, one to Hand, and one to Smith. Um, and they said a uh, total of four tackles, average of one per quarter in our forward line. Uh, absolutely pathetic. Uh, no wonder every team just prances out of our attacking fifty. And I, I can't agree, agree more than with that. Um, forward line pressure uh, has been a real issue uh, for us. Uh, yep, yep, agree yeah. with that 100%. Um, um, the, the, no exciting forward. We really don't. I mean, we, we, that, that Jeff Farmer type player, the Aaron Davey type player, we, we don't have that. We had that in Jeffy Garlett a few years ago. We haven't been able to find, and I, you know, it's not just a matter of sort of being able to trade that guy. Sometimes you just need to to get a beauty just out of the draft or something, but we, we certainly don't have that at the moment, uh, you know. 
No, there's potential for Jay Lockhart uh, uh, possibly there. Doesn't really but, uh, Jay, Jay doesn't really play in that that sort of deep. He's form. not a crummer, no. And I'm happy, look, happy with, the, with the role that he's playing up up the ground as well. Uh, he's certainly not one of the guys that's uh, having issues yeah. at the moment. Yeah, you're, you're right though. The pressure in the forward line is non-existent, and all season teams have waltzed it out of the back line um, without too much fuss at all. Um, yeah. Uh, D Zephyr, what, what's he said in the chat room? Good, he said in his presser, presser, our goals came from counter-attacking and it was unhealthy to play that way to sustain all game. Uh, and he's asked if it seemed like that, watching it live. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought, yeah, uh, I thought our, you know, we would score. We did score quite a bit on, on the counter-attack uh, and we didn't really seem to be sort of creating anything in normal play um and just once again uh, uh, this scoring shots 32 to 19 uh, the score definitely flattered us uh even early on when we were sort of even but then again we were in a position where we were a few goals up and then i think was it uh t-mac had dropped a, a sitter could have put us further in front and maybe maybe that could have uh even though they had you know, most of the scoring shots, we could have got into a position where we they could have had their heads drop and then just before three-quarter mm. time, um, you know, it was the... Um, Slammed on a few goals. Yeah, and then it was uh, the Hipwood show, um, which I think we can talk about next. Do you think uh, the coach was a bit too slow in um, in getting Petty off Hipwood? Well, I think we were a bit... The matchups got thrown out with... Um, uh, was it McInerney going off? Yeah. Um, which then, yeah, look, it, it took too long, um, but I think that's the second week in a row because Jesse went off yeah. the week uh, <laughs> uh, the week before in the Fremantle game. So, um, yeah, we haven't been able to adjust to that, um, well, yeah, quickly enough. Um, and one wonders whether the runner... Is uh, that, yeah, well, or the, the lack of a runner is an issue there. Well, uh, um, and it's, it's interesting just mentioning Jesse. So much of the criticism that was directed at him last year over a number of facet, number of flaws in the forward line, and particularly the his uh, uh, his failure to put pressure on, um, and yet uh, uh, that problem uh, is greater than it uh, than it ever was last year when Jesse was around. So. Yeah, um, uh, I was got, uh, uh, Rod Grinter in our interview last week mentioned about the, the runners and um, you know when someone goes off, um, if the runners can't get on in a, in a sort of timely manner, uh, you know he was sort of posing the question that you know what you know that that's where a team can suffer in terms of getting the the word out there of what to do with changes. Um, it was suggested on 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 Demon Land and I didn't see it. I couldn't see it on the day, so maybe people on TV uh, might have seen it, that it was actually May's decision to get Petty off um, Petty off uh, things. So, yep. And then that, come, th that sort of uh, goes into my next point. Um, I didn't really s see it because it was obviously on TV, so I, I didn't notice the, the May versus Frost argument. Um, do we do we know any more about that? Has any anything else been said uh, about uh, that argument? 
Uh, no, look, Goody played it down. Sam Frost has played it down. Demon Land has beaten it right up. Um, I, I think a lot more has been made out of it than is necessary. I mean, remember Jack Viney and Tommy McDonald nearly came to blows at training a couple of pre-seasons yeah. ago, didn't they? Yeah. So um, I, I don't have a problem with, you know, players, um, you know, being upfront and honest with each other, pulling each other into line. And uh, if May's going to play that general's role in the back line, all well and good. He may have uh, perhaps gone on too long. I actually didn't see it live either. Um, I was watching the Fox feed, which is obviously different to the Channel 7 feed, and um, Fox go to a break during the um, three-quarter time. So, uh, anyway, I, I missed it until after. Um, I don't really have a problem with it. It probably went on too long. I think the most interesting aspect of it was, um, I mean, it sort of it started as, as uh, they were walking to the huddle and then yep. continued in the huddle and, both Nathan yeah, Jones my... and Jack Viney sort of let it go and yeah, this is my involve themselves. This is where I sort of had a problem because I saw those optics and of that was, later. Um, I, I, I don't it was have a problem. Oliver that's that sort of intervened. Yeah, I have no problem with May Maisie being the general and and being that leader down back. We we really need someone there. We spoke about it, you know, with with Jordan Lewis no longer being down there. It's great having May there, and he really looks like a leader down back. So you need someone who's going to take them under the wings. Look, as long as it's constructive and he's not, it's not demoralising. Um, and we don't know. We weren't down in the huddle. We can't. Even, we don't even know what was said between the two. So, but I'm happy for him to take that leadership role. What I didn't like seeing, and again, I wasn't there, so I can't hear what. But I, from what the vision I saw. I saw both Viney look over at one stage and I saw Nathan Jones look over and neither of them sort of got involved or, or took the step as a leader to maybe, um, not to, that they have to pull them apart, but, uh, and again, we're not there, we can't hear what's being said, so maybe they looked over and they thought nothing to it, but yeah. I don't know, maybe as the two leaders they might have stepped in, but... Again, we're not there. We can't hear what's being yeah. said. And look, if you look at it, the bigger picture, um, uh, Heath Shaw, you know, screams at players ten times a game, um, and has been doing it for years. And you know, you don't see uh, uh, you don't see the skipper getting involved there. So as you say, you know, Viney and Jones probably thought this is nothing, and there's no need to involve ourselves. So. Um, yeah, it's a it's a bit hard to assess when you you know can't liberate off the telly. So yeah, look, I hope I hope that's what it was. I hope it, it's a matter of like they knew all right. It, Maisie's got it. He, he's he's a leader. He's he's marshalling his troops. So I hope that's the case. I hope it wasn't yeah. that they just I think look, or didn't you know, it looked in. like Frosty was sort of saying, "All right, I get it, mate. You've said it ten yeah, times, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. May might have said it an eleventh or twelfth <laughs> time." So. Um, no biggie as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yep, um, that's fair enough. Um, uh, look, uh, Gorney going down, uh, did, did you hold, were you holding your breath? Because um, uh, they showed it on the scoreboard, but it, uh, you know, it was sort of hard to tell whether, you could see sort of his ankle sort of moving under, but I wasn't sure whether... Um, 
whether there was any knee issues involved there. Um, were they sort of relaying any information on the TV? Because we, we didn't know what was happening and he was in the, seemed to be in the rooms for a long time. So I had my uh, sort of heart in my throat. Uh, yes. Well, to answer your initial question, your initial question, I'm still holding my breath, actually. Yeah. Yes. Um, although I think we've... Uh, we've been told there's no serious damage, um, so but he's that? only a maybe for this week. So, what's no, in, in Melbourne terms, no serious damage. Uh, he'll, be, <laughs> he'll be back at the end of 2021. What's uh... yes, um, and particularly when the injury's down in the lower half of the body, there, so ankles very close to the foot, which is a real no-go zone for for us. So, um, look. It, uh, it it was an important um, important juncture in the game. Unfortunately, um, there are a lot of other reasons as to why we lost. But um, yeah, that's, that's uh, Max reason, Max yeah. going down was a, a factor in it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then when he came back on, you could see he he wasn't uh, his same self in terms of jumping at, at contests. No, I um, couldn't contest. impact. Um, I'm just having a, a look over at my notes. I think we've pretty much uh, covered most things that I've got in my notes. Uh, we certainly weren't helped uh, in the in the last quarter, free kick wise. But again, not a bearing on the result. It's very frustrating uh, to be there. There were quite a number of, um, you know, the, the my my uh, the thing that I hate about uh, free kicks are those free kicks not given. I thought we were held uh, in the at, at all the sort of contest, uh, centre contest we were being held and weren't getting any free kicks. But again, not not a reason why we lost the game. But uh, it's very frustrating mm. interstate. Uh, uh, they I, I find the, umpire, the standard of umpiring has really dropped this year, not just in Melbourne games, but the other games that uh, that I watch. And I think the standard of, of footy has also dropped um, with it. So I'm not enjoying footy too much as a spectacle this year, even separate of the uh, the Melbourne experience. Do you, do you think the six 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 thing is is uh, uh, one of the major culprits uh, to it? Do you think that's uh, sort no, of no? I'm not sure that not, that's it. Not enough. I'm, I'm, well, what could it no. be? What what are you what are you seeing as the how's the football <laughs> standard dropping? Just uh, I'm not sure. It just seems to me that the skill level across the competition seems to be quite poor. Um, I mean, it's it's disastrous in in our games, but um, yeah, I I, th- I think there's been a, a drop across the uh, across the comp as a whole. Uh, the umpire, you mentioned the umpiring as well in non Melbourne games. I watched the Thursday night game, the the Essendon um, GWS, and I thought GWS nah. were absolutely murdered by the umpires, and not even talking about the the. the that goal at the end, uh, there were quite a few um, yep. decisions that, uh, you know, non-marks paid. It's just, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, it's just uh, poor umpiring across the ball from, from mo- board for most of the games. Uh, B-Man in the chat room says uh, Oliver was held three or four times in the centre uh, and that the umpires must hate him. But uh, I'm sure Oliver uh, is a bit lippy to umpires and that could, <laughs> could be why they don't like him. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I'm done with most of my my notes. Uh, one of the things that I, I had before we go on to other topics, um, 
it just it's just frustrating to see Brisbane the way they've come up this year. I mean, what were they? Were they bottom two last year? Bottom four, certainly. I think they or, or did they towards the end of the year win a few games uh, in the back half? I can't remember where they finished, but they didn't start the year well last year. But so many teams have just waltzed past us in the development stakes. Um, you know, we've seen the Bulldogs and Richmond uh, win premierships when a few years ago. Uh, they were sort of down the bottom with us, uh, St Kilda, uh, although they've taken a, a step back. Um, uh, uh, Brisbane now uh, have absolutely waltzed past us and I, I'm, I'm holding my breath about Carlton because I think they're going to waltz past us as well. You've got to forget, Brisbane have been building a good list for a number of years and it's, I mean, it's still a young list, but they're the perfect example of why our season is so problematic and theirs seems to be going so well. And I think they've had 14 players who've played in every game this season, um, which is number one in the competition. And if you can have that kind of continuity with your core group of players, um, your list is going to, you know, come close to achieving its potential in any given year. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, in in contrast, we're compromised. Yeah, not not only that, you have a look at their injury list. I think there's two players on it, and I've never heard of the two players. So, and I think they're <laughs> both listed as tests. So, <laughs> uh, there's that. And um, yeah, you take out eight of their best players, and I'm not saying eight of our best are out, but uh, you take out eight of their 22. Sorry, um, and yeah, they're, uh, look, perhaps they're not bottom two. Uh, or bottom three like we are, but um, they're, they're definitely out of the eight, I, I would say. But, uh, yeah, uh, fingers crossed for next year <laughs> that we have a, a pretty a pretty consistent year in terms of, um, in terms of uh, players available um, because uh, yep. I'd love that. But, all right. Um, BMAC1242 has asked in the chat room, if we lose to Carlton this week, will the pressure come from the media towards Goodwin? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I think there'll be a bit of scrutiny if we do lose, but I think most in the media understand the circumstances of where we're at and um, and the way that we have been compromised this year. Um, so, no, I don't... To answer the question, I don't think the pressure will come on to Goodwin. Yeah. And it shouldn't. Yeah, I think the pressure will come next year, uh, this time next year or mid-year next year, um, if the, yep. if we have a pretty good run at it in terms of uh, pre-season, in terms of players available, and we still can't uh, sort of regain any form, and if, particularly if we're still uh, languishing at the bottom of the ladder, then then I think the media pressure will, will come at him um, as it will have to come. I, I would expect there's got to be changes at the end of this year. Um, I don't think we can just be content with the mid-season changes that we've made. I think there has to be some changes. You mean coaching, more coaching changes? Coaching, I mean, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some player turnover and and perhaps there'll be uh, maybe a bigger name might get thrown on the trade table, I don't know. Uh, but I definitely think it's got to start in the in the coaching thing. A, a similar thing to what happened to Richmond uh just prior to their their premiership season, where I think there was a bit of a change in the in the coaching personnel. So I mean, they didn't get rid of the the senior coach, but I think they had some wholesale changes in the uh, assistant department. 
Yep. Um, and I think that might happen, but uh, I think the the pressure will come next year. That, that that's 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 my that's my tip. And we'll, uh, you know, if, if we turn things around, there will be no pressure, obviously. Um, thread on Demonland this week. Uh, I'm just uh, bringing it up now. Um, you know, and, and we alluded to it earlier um, that it's the preseason uh, that we can blame <laughs> blame what's happening entirely on our uh, preseason. Um, I think uh, the 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 poster, Snoopy, uh, made a pretty good case um, uh, for, for that being the case. I might read a bit of it. Uh, uh, in order to move past the, the knee-jerk reactions to this year's disappointments, uh, it's time to acknowledge that the real reason uh, probably started a few days after the loss to West Coast in the preliminary final last year when something like 17 players were scheduled for end-of-season operations to fix ankles, shoulders, hips, knees, and heaven knows what else. Uh, this crueled our pre-season, which uh, most recognise is the foundation stone of strong on-field performances. Fitness is a non-negotiable in footy, and we just don't have it. Uh, it was reported here that uh, he thinks it was Craig Jennings, I can't remember who said it, that at one stage in the pre-season we had 12 players fit enough to complete the main session, indicating that the injuries uh, we had went well beyond well beyond those who had operations. Uh, key players if in affected included our entire starting midfield who had uh, interrupted pre-season. Viney, Harms and Oliver uh, had operations and Jones and Brayshaw had injuries early in the pre-season. He says that if memory is correct, um, none started with the main group until February and some not until March. So that's got to have a, a huge effect. Um, three of our yep. best forwards had interrupted pre-seasons. T-Mac had both ankles operated on, uh, Melksham had hammy issues, and Track had a knee operation. Um, our best defenders had interrupted pre-seasons, Jeddah with a knee, uh, May had his issues, uh, Lever recovering from an ACL, and, and from memory, Hibbert also uh, had an operation. Um, this is a list of the main crew who had little or no pre-season. Uh, then there are players like Stretch, Hannon, Oscar Baker and Hoare, who also had uh, significantly disrupted uh, pre-seasons. Uh, through no fault of anyone, unless you want to suggest we send 13 of our preliminary final players off for end-of-season surgery in August, uh, these players lack fitness because of the lack of a proper pre-season. Um, he says that I think the lack of fitness underlies the majority of issues we have faced this year, including an ability to run out games, which is, is definitely a factor. I think some of our last quarters have been terrible. Uh, inability to play four quarters. I don't think we've played a four-quarter game this whole year. Um, basic skill. Lucky to lucky to string two quarters together. Uh, yeah, really, some of it it's only been one quarter or half a quarter. Uh, basic skill errors. These occurs when players are fatigued, a lack of confidence, a lack of connection. De definitely the, the lack of connection. It's it's written all over this team. Uh, a lack of two way running, and that's another thing. I, I had that in my notes. I forgot to bring that up. Uh, we've that is. That's a big problem for us at the moment. Mm. Uh, he goes on to say, compounding this has been a, a wretched run of injury in the season. Um, Vandenberg, uh, Smith uh, of the Joel variety, May, Melksham, Hibbard and Jeddah have been significant losses. I've got to agree, Melksham is a huge loss for us, particularly in that forward line in terms of uh, connection. really hasn't, hasn't played all season, basically. No, no. Uh, Jay Kennedy-Harris, Kennedy uh, who had a good game apparently in the twos. Stretch, uh, uh, Collar Jasny and Garlett have added to our issues. 
Um, champion data stats uh, say we uh, we lost 89 games to injury to our best 22 in the first 10 games, 50% more than any other team. And this is on top of a poor preseason. Uh, you can carry some injuries, but uh, there reaches a stage when you lose so many that the game just falls apart because you're playing too many players who are not quite right. And that's, yeah, that's <laughs> written all over us. Uh, we've seen this with uh, Richmond and Collingwood. Um, uh is it any surprise that Geelong and Brisbane are doing uh, surprisingly well? They've had uh, no injuries of note. And is it any surprise that Gorn and Salem have performed so well? To my knowledge, they had good pre-seasons. Um, it just goes on with a few other, other points. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much spot on. Um, it, it makes the thing a lot that of I'd sense. Add, yeah. yeah, go on. No, you, you go. That's... I was just going to say, the thing I'd add to that is now that we're you know, we're past the point of no return. Um, I think we're also playing like a team that's, you know, deep down has given up on the season um, and knows that it's done and dusted. Um, I'm not accusing the players of not trying. The effort is there 100%. But um, to be in this, you need to be playing at 100, 110%. And that desperation and urgency and killer instinct you know, that we saw in abundance at the end of last year is missing at the moment. Um, and I think that's because the players subconsciously know that the year's done. So really they're, they're not playing for anything. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that needs to be added into the equation too. But uh, Snoopy has, has pretty much nailed it as, as far as I'm concerned. It's the... Uh, um, the foundation, if you like, for for many of our problems this year. Not all of them, but yeah, many. Well, Bin Man in the chat room uh, makes, it, uh, makes a point that Snoop makes it clear later in the thread uh, that, it's not entirely, that that's not entirely to blame. Yep. And it's definitely not. There are other problems there. But, um, yeah, <laughs> look, it, it, we'll, we'll see what happens next year if they do get a good a good pre-season at it, and then we've still got the issues, then we'll, I think uh, we need to reassess. But uh, you know what? I think that's a good uh, good starting off point, but uh, there are other issues that, that sort of can't be ignored, and I hope they will look at uh, everything. Um, and I wouldn't mind if, if there are any players that are not quite right, I'm happy for them to go now that <laughs> the season's done and dusted. Obviously, last year we weren't going to send uh, our best, uh, our midfield uh, off to surgeries in August. But um, perhaps if there are any guys that aren't quite right, I, I wouldn't be playing them. Um, I'd send them off to surgery. And not in the tanking, <laughs> not in a tanking way, uh, but in a let's get things right for next year. Mm. But look, by the same token, I agree with that, but by the same token, uh, I'm sure the FD will want to play as many games as they can with, you know, the team that they see as being sort of core going forward um, in the back end of the year as we get ready for next year too. So um, it's sort of like match practice yeah, every but week in a way. Not if there are players who are not quite right. Um, yeah, we don't have a good uh, history of uh, of uh, managing players with injuries, and, and I don't know if there are any players that are playing with injuries. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, do we need a rebuild? Uh, is, is a rebuild on the cards, <laughs> or, 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 or no do we refer to the back rebuild. to the? Yeah, there, there are some people uh, 
So I'm not surprised, actually, when I see the names of the people asking for rebuilds. But there are people that, that think we need it's an you, entire... It's the same rebuild. people uh, that start the sack X <laughs> threads post-match too. So um, the usual suspects, yes. Uh, George on the out has asked in the chat room, would it be nice for the president or CEO to come out and say exactly what Snoop has highlighted? And, um, yeah, it's it's look, it's a fair point. It, I mean, it did cut when it did come out at some point um, that reference to the preseason and the presentation made to the board that, you know, three quarters of the squad was missing, basically. Um so I'm not sure who it was, uh, who it was that uh, revealed that information to the media, um, which is where sort of Snoop's the basis of Snoop's post there. But um, yeah, is the that, message is sorry. that is that message for the supporters, or is that message? Uh, maybe I'm asking George this question: Is that message to, to highlight for the supporters, or to highlight for the uh, wider AFL community? Uh, I think it's both. Um, and look, it's important the club needs to communicate with its members who are, you know, its stakeholders in a way. And I think you could, uh, I think you could make a case that, um, that yeah, that they've, they've, they're pretty absent at the moment in what's been a really difficult season. We've got a young coach and a young list. And so I think it would be, uh, you know, on the whole, it would probably good to... To have some of that, um, some of that support coming coming from behind, because Goody's been quite adamant all year that he's not blaming things on injuries. I don't know if he's just trying to get us to read between the lines when he says that, but he's been yeah. not wanting to blame injuries for anything. Or I don't know if he's even referred to the the preseason and the the, the lack of preparation. He's made very little reference to it. And look, people accuse. Goodwin of being boring in press conferences and he should be more honest and he should be this and he should be more that. Um, if I was working in PR and comms at the Melbourne Football Club, I would be hoping that Simon Goodwin doesn't spend more than five seconds thinking about what he is going to say or should say to the media. I mean, the guy's there to coach. Um, if you're looking to your coach for communication skills um, and PR skills... You got the wrong caper. Um, who who is it that should be coming out? Is it the president? Is it the CEO? I mean, I've heard very little from uh, Pert this year at all. Uh, you wouldn't even know he was he was there at times. I think we we heard from him in the the preseason uh, at the Collingwood uh, practice match, but uh, I haven't really seen much of him throughout the year. Um, no, but you. I think the other the other thing here is. Um, uh, perhaps there's really been no call on the CEO um, and the president because we're not in crisis. So the media is not at our door, you know, hungry for a story. So um, perhaps they're staying silent to uh, avoid creating, um, you know, the appearance that we're in crisis. Um, you know, if you look at the ladder, we are, but supporters that have a you know an understanding of the circumstances of where we're at, um, yeah, can, can sort of see the bigger picture and perhaps the clubs uh, clubs are trying to hold true to that. Um, in answer to your question, George on the outer says it's for the supporters primarily. Um, so, 
Yeah, there's been nothing at the moment. Look, I think it's uh, not a bad idea to give to give Goodwin a bit of support, probably. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the coming coming weeks. Um, uh, I guess we'll move on. Uh, I, I didn't. I've been away. I didn't see any of the uh, Casey game. The only the only thing of note that I really saw. Uh, from well, two things to note: uh, Jake and E. Harris kicking three goals, and um, Prusy having a massive uh, 64 uh, plus hitouts. And um, uh, I think it's fair to fair to say that we'll, we'll probably will see Prusy um, play this week. Uh, it looks like you know they're saying that's no serious damage to Max's leg, but there's obviously uh, his ankle. But there's obviously a lot of swelling, and uh, he could play. I, I would say give him a rest. So I guess we will see Prusy. I would have liked to have seen him come in any. I think he had Max not been injured. I think we might have seen him come in anyway. And I would have liked to have seen the two of them play together because we've been sort of, well, I've been wanting to see how it works with the two of them in the team. But it looks like we'll see Proust go solo, which probably isn't the best um, way to probably see him play. Um, have you prepared the server? I don't know for but... what's going to happen if. Max is out and Proust doesn't come in. Oh, it, there is, there is. <laughs> I don't think there's any extra, um, any extra, uh, what, whatever <laughs> Nasha could could give. There's no extra, no uh, extra uh, internet. <laughs> the internet's not big enough to handle that. Uh, is probably the most layman's uh, way to uh, way to describe that. Uh, I can't see if he's not in. Because I think one of the issues when when Max went down, I think George mentioned it def- in his um, in his uh, report of the game was that uh, when Max went down, we obviously were playing with uh, Ruckman with, with forwards as Ruckman, and to the point where at the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, we had I can't remember. Yeah, uh, I think Sam Wiedemann was in the ruck. Uh, Tom McDonald was on the wing. And uh, Tim Smith was our only big forward in the forward line. And the game was still uh, there to be won. It wasn't over yet, um, even though they got the ascendancy late in the third quarter. But th- th- we still, you know, technically we're, we're still in with a chance, but we had no forward line. You know, we've been screaming for a proper ruck <laughs> for a while uh, to, to sort of be in there to relieve Max. But... Yeah, if he's not picked, uh, yeah, then uh, mm. I, I don't know. But look, to be fair, you know, we've talked about form and fitness particularly um, and the knock on Bruce um, most of the year has been that he's struggled. Uh, Bruce, sorry, yeah. uh, has been that he's struggled in the second half of Casey games to run him out. So I think that's really been the issue. Um, and look, no one was suggesting this week because I think Tim Smith had a good game last week. Um uh, doesn't uh, Tom McDonald finished the game very strongly, kicked three goals, so they weren't going to drop any of those guys. And uh, well, maybe we can talk about this because this sort of came out after our podcast last week was um, with uh, in terms of Wiedemann and uh, the comments Goodwin made about Wiedemann and uh, you know it was the best um, six possession game. What, what did you think? What did you think of that that comment? I know that. Uh, people have come to his defence, uh, Goodwin's defence, in saying that that you know, uh, Wiedemann gets to contest and he gets the ball to the ground and all that. But 
it's a quite a strange thing to sort of, and there was quite a bit on on Demon Land uh, during the week about that. Uh, There's quite heated arguments about that. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think people got banned over that uh, discussion, <laughs> actually. So it was a heated argument, but it reminds me of a, um, a infamous Carlton player, Robert Klomp, who got awarded the television for best on the ground in one of the night series games back in the early 80s when he only had eight possessions and it's gone down in history as sort of the greatest eight possession game. So um, Sam got two less touches and obviously played just as well as uh, Robert Klomp did that night. But um, I, I think that was totally overblown as well. And again, people read read so much into what the coach says and um I don't think he was doing anything other than giving a young player a, a bit of a, a boost um, in the press um, in the chance that, that the player happens to read and sees the comments. Um, the whole team's struggling uh, at the moment, not just Sam. Um, but, you know, the coach is going to uh, go criticising um, players that have played 15 or 20 games um, in the media either. Uh, B Mac in the B Mac twelve forty two in the chat room has asked: Is Jordan Lewis likely to come back in this year? Um, I don't think he will. I think um, you know he's obviously not in um, he's not in the thoughts and preparations for twenty twenty. So I don't think think he'll come back unless there's the need in terms of uh, injuries. Uh, can you see him coming back in the team uh, at any time this year, if providing that that you know we sort of have a fit backline? You wouldn't really just give him a farewell game, would you? It's not really Goodwin style, I don't think, to to sort of do that. Um, I, I can't can say it. You know, I mean, he had thirty six touches uh, prior uh, before this week's game uh, in in the last yep. week's Casey game, and he didn't get in. Um, Look, Look okay. people are saying he could. There are worse players you could you could throw into the midfield than a Jordan Lewis. So um, he definitely, uh, you know, there's definitely an, a case to be made for him to play in the ones again for sure. Yeah, look, I, look, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, if he gets a game, I, I'd be happy with that. But look, he, he's probably not in their their plans for next year. So I, I'm thinking he might not get a game. But yep. Um, uh, just as I go over the injury list, I'm not sure they updated the injury list, uh, so we don't know what's happening with Max. He'll obviously—I I don't think he'll play this week. I think um, I think he'll uh, obviously have a test, but yeah, they're saying uh, Neville Jetta test as well. Um, I'm not sure. Do you think they'd play him in the in the twos or before he gets a game? I don't know. Melksham. Nev. Yep. Uh, yeah, Nev's been out long enough that I think he'd need the run, wouldn't he? Possibility Lever comes back this week. Uh, if he does, you would think maybe Petty might make way uh, yep. for him. Uh, I don't think there's anyone else that's knocking on the door. So there's Jay Kennedy Harris uh, kick three goals, so there's a possibility someone comes out for him. Maybe Hannon. I think Hannon has been quite disappointing... Um, since he's come back in the team, I think. I know you have him as a lock 
in the 22. I had him as a lock in the 22. He hasn't been performing. I I had Hannon as a lock in the 22. Yeah, I'm not convinced yet. Last year, I thought he he was strong at the end of the year. But, uh, yeah, he he was a lock. He's not a lock. I think he came back in the team out of necessity because we had so many players out and we just were bringing players back in, which is part of the problem. We were bringing back players as soon as they were sort of past the fitness test. They were getting straight back in, and I, I think Hannon needed to, to find some touch And he, in the twos. They brought him back in, and he hasn't been able to find the touch in the one. So I, I, I'd probably send him back to find some touch. And, look, Jay Kenny Harris, it's his last roll of the dice, really, so I'd bring him in either for Hannon or, or Nibbler because Nibbler's also struggling in the, in the ones, sort of yep. running around not doing much. So... Give his last roller dot, you know, he's a, you know, sort of playing for his career. I'd give him a go after kicking three goals and we'll see what happens this week. Um, and I guess Brucey is the other one. If Max isn't, uh, even if Max does come up, uh, maybe put Brucey in as well. Yeah, I, I think Max will miss, unlike you. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to, if that ankle's swollen and you can't run and can't jump. And the way he described it, it's, it sounded pretty nasty. Um, although it, it's, it's obviously yeah, just bruising or a sprain of some strain of some sort, but um, strain or sprain, I suppose. But um, yeah, it, it, reading between the lines, it sounded like no to me. Uh, Carlton have uh, a few injuries at the moment as well. I noticed. Um, we don't. We don't. We're talking about it before the show starts. We don't know about Cripps. Cripps is listed as a test, knowing our luck, he comes straight back in and and plays his usual best. Uh, Charlie Kerno. I mean, that's a big out uh, for them. Um, and I also see that Harry McKay is out as well. He's got a groin, um, and he's listed as a week. So that's. Two, so you're saying we're a chance? Well, <laughs> you know what. Uh, well, you look at those couple of injuries and you, you give us a chance, but I, I, I don't know. The way we've been playing, I don't think we can beat Carlton. And that kills me to say that. It's funny, though. I mean, the game on the weekend was sort of symptomatic of the whole season and that we mostly played terrible footy, but we were still in it. We were sort of... We were still in it quite late in the game. In the third quarter. And, and, yet, and yet then we still lost by... Quite a decent margin. Five goals is, um, you know, is a bit of a clip around the ears. So it's sort of been like that all year, where we've been in it, but terrible, and kind of had our backsides handed to us in in the final wash up. Yeah, when we were in the, in the third quarter, when we were up uh, by two goals, and we sort of had a couple of chances. I think. Uh, we fluffed a few chances. Um, T Mac dropped that dropped a sitter of a mark like a hot potato, and also the ball was kicked over to to Petrarca or handballed over to him, and it just sort of yep. he couldn't pick it up or bounce funny or whatever happened. We really could have sort of made something of nothing, and sort of it might have might they might not have got the roll on that they got because once they sort of started kicking a goal, the crowd sort of got involved. It was. Very loud there, um, and then they couldn't miss goals. They were kicking them from everywhere. So, yeah, it certainly didn't help. And, and just on that point, D Zephyrus in the chat room, 
if McGovern is their main man this week or is Kasbolt going to, Kasbolt going to pull out a game for the ages? Well, Kasbolt, in terms of kicking accuracy, it's got to be Kasbolt because <laughs> well, he's, he's been, a disaster in front of goals. He'll probably kick six straight this well, week. Well, he's been playing... I didn't see their game this week. In defence, been I playing think, yeah, in defence yeah. all year. So, um, and I think with our forwards... You know, big guys, he's probably got a man, a, a Wiedemann or a, or a T-Mac or even a Pruce. Uh, but, yeah, McGovern's probably their main man in the forward line this week. Uh, but, we look, I'm not actually worried too much about our, our back line. I, I don't see our back line uh, being, being our problem. I think our problem is forward line and our delivery into the forward line in particular and the structures and the fact that there's no forward pressure, I think that's where our problem lies at the moment. And, you know, obviously we'd like to get back a few of the guys like Melksham and, yes. and perhaps Jeddah back into the team, Lever. Um, Sides find it very easy to score against us from turnovers. Yeah. It seems that all of our turnovers result in goals yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Um, that was I know I'm exaggerating, but that's just kind of the impression I've had over the year. That was happening last year as well, uh, but yep. we were scoring so heavily that it it, it sort of didn't. It was masked. Yeah, yep. it, it was absolutely masked. So, yep, I think, uh, hmm. yep. I don't think we're going to be able to solve that one, that one on this podcast. Uh, I think I think that's all from t- for us tonight. Uh, I've got uh, different equipment here, so here we go. With, uh, with some music to take out the show, Grapevining. Uh, thank you once again for, uh, for joining me on, on the podcast and hopefully, um, hopefully next week's show is a little bit more upbeat and going into the rest of the year as well. Um, you know, obviously, we're going to play out the year <laughs> and uh, play out these podcasts uh, for the rest of the year. But uh, thank you, Grapevining, for joining me on this sombre occasion. Go days. Go days. All right. We'll be back uh, next week. Same time, same channel. Go days. <laughs>